A special place in my memory will forever be reserved for the first months of the full-scale invasion. I spent it in Kyiv. During this month, there were so many emotions and discoveries, both negative and positive. I'm not sure that I will ever experience anything like this again. Well, to be honest, I don't really want to. This episode will not be about military operations, history or politics. It will be about my everyday life during the first month of the full-scale war. I spent the first day of it at work. On the morning of February 24th, it seemed like an obvious decision for me as a TV presenter to go to the editorial office. That's how this day passed, on air or behind the scenes. In the evening, our bosses let our TV team go, until further instructions. Everyone had to figure out what to do next. Me too. In Kyiv, I live in the city center on the eighth floor of an apartment building. My boyfriend was on a business trip, and I didn't want to go back home and be there alone. Plus, we are talking about the eighth floor, and Kyiv was being shelled then. I texted my brother, and we agreed to meet. Me, my brother, and his wife at the subway. We discussed an opportunity to spend the night there. It sounds wild, but spending the night at the metro station has become a reality for many Ukrainians, residents of Kyiv in particular. You could have seen photos from the Kyiv or Kharkiv subways. Whole families, often with pets, with sleeping bags and sleeping mats, spend the night in the subway. Some came with tents. Volunteers brought food and helped entertain the children. By the way, about pets. According to existing rules, dogs or other pets are not allowed on the subway. Fortunately, the realities were different. All family members, including four-legged ones, could go down to the metro. So, the three of us met in the subway. We only had sleeping mats, and frankly, it was cold at the station. Eventually, we spent only a few hours in the metro. My uncle and his family invited us to stay with them. We decided to accept the invitation. My uncle's family also lives in the center of Kyiv. But their apartment is on the first floor, and it is much closer to the metro than mine. So we all settled together. My uncle, aunt, their daughter, my cousin, their two cats, me, my brother, my brother's wife. And in a few days, my boyfriend arrived. Seven people and two cats in a three-room apartment. This is how we lived for a month, until the liberation of Kyiv suburb at the beginning of April 2022. It wasn't only scary but also often fun. In general, emotionally, the war is still a constant ups and downs of mood, from grief to joy, from fear to courage, from hatred to love. I have a lot of memories for March 2022. In my head, they are being kept like the slides of some presentation. Let's call it my first months of a full-scale war in photos. Here we are panicking whether there will be enough food for everyone. And here the cats come and lay on your arms. Here is my uncle checking to see if the sweet potatoes he plans to plant in his garden have taken root. And here I am, asking him for some books to organize a place for a Zoom interview. Against the background of all this, constant thinking about what if. Thoughts, not conversations. It was scary to talk about what if everything goes worse. As if by putting your fears into words, you give them a chance to become reality. I will always be grateful to my uncle's family for sheltering us. I'm not sure if this made any principal sense. Luckily, the area we live in was not affected, so we could have stayed at home. Is it possible to predict how the situation will develop? Of course not. Psychologically, it was easier to be in a group. 
When we returned home in April, I remember that the first thing that surprised me was the silence around. The city center. Our windows overlooked the road. But there was no usual noise. The Kyiv residents just started coming back home.